All right, well, listen, it's Thursday, August the 20th. Can you believe that already? <laughs> and just if you want to know or curious, about 9 o'clock in the morning, getting close to it anyway, not quite that late. Been working for a while, and I thought, well, let me stop and make this podcast and talk to you a little bit. I am glad that you are here. If you have your copy of God's Word, if you will turn to the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, that's where we'll begin. As we're doing that, I want to talk to you about common mistakes, repetitive mistakes, things that you just do over and over and over again, and you try to find a way out. I, I, there's a couple of things that I do. I did I did one again last night, discovered it this morning. Uh, I left my key, my car key in my pocket, and it got washed again. Fob, I think they call it, whatever. Oh, I miss keys. Uh, the thing that attached it to the key ring went missing. I wonder I didn't get missing. It got broke. And, um, <laughs> well... Uh, you know, so I, I use it and carry it in my pocket. Well, sometimes it gets left in my pocket by my mistake. I, I, I don't, no excuse, you know, you put your hands in your pocket, you empty, you get everything out, you think, and you leave the key in there. I don't know how that happens, I don't know why it happens, but it happens to me from time to time. And that is at least the second, maybe the third time I've washed it, uh, <laughs> the wash machine. Uh, the first two times I was fortunate it worked, we'll see later, I'm trying to let it dry out a little bit. Common mistake, make it all the time. Another common mistake I've been making, I've made quite a few, is not turning the microphone on uh, when I'm making a podcast, trying to make a video. Did it twice yesterday afternoon. Kathy and I sat down, made a, po- made a, a video for DK Ministries family. If you get a chance, check it out. <laughs> that one was fun. I love it when I could talk Kathy into getting me to make the videos. Y'all need to encourage her to do that more often. A friend of mine uh, texted me last night. He said, hey, you do better with her. I know that. That's why I try to get her to do it. And by the way, give a listen to her song. She uh, she did an acapella version of a song. And uh, give a listen to that. It, it's really good on our website, on our Facebook page. But anyway, so yesterday afternoon, Kathy and I go to the auditorium, South Pacoma Baptist Church, to make a podcast. We make the first one. And as you know, we don't script these. We have an idea where we're going, what we're going to talk about. But we don't follow a script, per se, because well, I'm not good at that. I'm not very good at this either, but I'm really bad at that. So uh, we <laughs> got our way through that podcast. No sound, no sound, no sound. And uh, I knew as soon as I had no sound, I knew what the problem was. I had not turned the microphone on. Now, Kathy, thinking I was smarter than that, you'd think she'd learn, but bless her heart, she thought I was smarter than that, so she was going to her, going down to the office, get her phone uh, to see if maybe it had sound. It was just my phone messing up. <laughs> I tried to convince her, don't do that, because I just turned, turned the microphone on. So anyway, she goes, and while she goes down there, I go, turn the microphone on, and I, I'm waiting on her when she gets back. Bless her heart. You know, I'm going to tell you, if you ever want to see love in action, you watch Kathy, uh, the way that she she just, anyway, she just shares love. And so she tried very hard to get get hers, uh, her, her you know, sound on her, her phone so that uh, I wouldn't have to feel bad about messing up. But anyway, we remade it, redid it. Give it a listen to a DK Ministries. It was really fun, but there was a point made, and I hope that you get it and got it. But anyway, so I did that. So you think, man, I wouldn't do that for a while. But dadgummit, I mean, <laughs> not even not even 30 minutes later, we get ready for our, our prayer meeting where we do our Facebook Live on Wednesday nights. Then turn the then turn sound on. Got people watching, they're, they're, they're you know, citizens uh, with no sound, no sound, no sound. Well, I knew exactly what's wrong. But Brother Stacy's up there leading music, and I hated to um, <laughs> walk in front of him and turn this out. I was going, wait, we do, he does a couple songs. I said, no, go turn it on down. And so I did. So uh, the rest of it had sound, but it, it will affect the people who, who watch or listen because you turn it on, there's no sound. People turn it off, get discouraged. 
my fault. Nobody else is my fault. Well, repetitive mistakes, things that I do, things that you do all the time uh, may not happen every day, but they happen. As I thought about that this morning, I thought about prayer. Uh, he said, what? Why? How'd you make that turn? Listen, my mind works in ways that I cannot understand or explain. So just go with it. I, I, I begin to think about prayer and I begin to think about common mistakes we make in prayer. And I want to talk to you for a few moments. I don't know how, I have no clue how long. I don't think this could be as long as some. I don't think it's going to be as short as others, but we'll see. <laughs> there are some common things that you and I do in prayer. And I want to, I want to talk about those things. And, and, and listen, I don't have the complete list. You never make a complete list of things. I never claim to have a complete list. I try to make lists that um, touch almost all, everything, but you can always overlook something. So you could probably add to it. If you choose to do that, it's good. Send it to me. And next time I do this, next time God leads me, I'll add that uh, that thing or things that you have thought about. Or I'll take out that thing or things that you say, oh, Brother Danny, that, that's not real. But anyway, to get where we need to be, <laughs> I want to lose track. First Corinthians chapter 1, begin verse 4, the words of the Apostle Paul. And they have to do, obviously, clearly, and certainly with prayer. Because we're thinking about prayer. Okay, now... Here's what I want you to do. One, two, three. I want you to turn away from everything else we've said right now and turn toward paying attention to your prayer life. Not my prayer life, not the prayer life of others, your prayer life. The one thing I've known, the one thing I have learned about prayer, uh, among the many lessons I've learned about prayer, it is more caught than taught. And uh, I heard that somewhere. No, I don't know who said that. I'd give them credit. I've heard it said by many people, so I don't know. Maybe there's no answer to who you credit to. But what it means is the way you learn to pray is by praying. You just sip it. You just you, you just keep on going. Uh, the way I've learned to pray uh, best, how I learned in an English class at LSU, first English class I taught, and I've said this uh, I've said this in many places before, so maybe you've heard it. But in that first English class, we had to write a paper that determined whether or not we got to stay in that class for which you got credit, or we were put in another class. And I don't even know what the word was, and there's so many words, and you come out, but a class where you didn't get credit. So you're off at college, and you're taking classes, not getting credit. And that happens a lot, and you got to catch up. Well, I'd been out of school for a while, and when I was in high school, I, <laughs> I did not prepare for college at all. Matter of fact, I tell you, I've never taken an ACT test. Not at all. Not once. <laughs> so you say, Brother Danny, don't you have a doctor's degree? I do. I do. Uh, each step along the way, God took it, took care of it. And I was able to proceed and go forth. <laughs> but uh, in the real world, when they look at us, you never took an ACT? No, I didn't. But anyway, <clears throat> so I'm sitting in this English class, and, and she says, the teacher, professor, she's really a, um, I don't know, I forget what they call them in college. In seminary, they call them fellows. I never knew why they called them fellows, but but people who are graders or are teaching assistants, not really full professors yet. Well, she is not a full professor yet, I do not believe, as I remember. Because it wasn't yesterday. And she says, tomorrow we will write a paper that determines whether or not you could stay in this class. And, you know, you could hear the grunts and the groans and everything. Well, listen, not only I'm not prepared in high school, I had, while I had done begun to do a lot of reading, after I got saved, which is, you know, which led me to go to college because of my calling in the ministry. I hadn't written a lot, not a lot. I hadn't written a lot a long time. I like to write, enjoy writing, but I had not written a lot. And so I had two problems facing me in that English class. Number one, I really wasn't prepared. I only took, um, 
<laughs> only took the English I had to take in high school. And I mean, only the English I had to take. And I had written a paper several years, because it had been several years since I'd been in high school. How many, several, um, I don't know, four or five, something like that. It'd been a while. I was one of the older students in a lot of my classes. I, uh, when I got to foreign language, that wasn't true. But in a lot of my classes, I was, uh, especially my freshman classes, I was an older student. So anyway, so we're faced with this, you know, you're going to write this paper tomorrow. It determines whether or not uh, you stay in this class you get credit for or you go to one you don't get credit for. Well, that was a big deal to me. I'm not on scholarship. My parents, <laughs> I passed the age of parents paying. Now, I have to tell you this, my parents and some other people did amazing things to help us get to school, to help us get through college. I mean, seriously. And, and I want to, you know, express appreciation for people who will never know that. Uh, but my parents, they did help me in so many ways, help me and Kathy as I went to school. It necessarily pay the way. I don't want to give that impression. And then I was able to uh, get some scholarships from some folks, and, and that helped tremendously. Now, when I went to school, uh, paying for it was a big deal. Not like it is today, big, 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 big deal. But it was, you know, it was expensive for the day, inappropriate for the time, I suppose. So anyway, let me get back on the story. So we're sitting in this class, and the lady says, so tomorrow you have to write a paper. And just in case you haven't written a paper in a while, and I felt like she looked right at me. I don't know that she did. I don't know that's correct. I don't know she even paid me any attention. I was sitting on the front row. Uh, I don't know why, but I can still see that sitting on the front row. And she, this is what she said. She said, I'm going to give you a trick to writing a paper. They will help you tomorrow if you will pay attention. Paraphrasing, but pretty close. She said, you, you use something called a brainstorming. I said, brainstorming? To myself, not out loud. She said, yes, brainstorming, as if she heard me. And that means you just take the you just take a piece of paper when it's time to write, and you write everything you can think of. And then when you get through that, you set that aside. Just set it aside, like it never happened. And then you can sit down and write the paper. So the next day comes. We're in class. Oh, by the way, this is the summer. Uh, she walks in the she walks in the classroom, and there's probably thirty of us, maybe thirty of us in a class. I'm not sure. It's a small class, English class, summer class. And so, sure enough, she comes in and says, okay, get out your paper and pencil, pencils and paper, pen and paper, whatever, and uh, write a paper on, you guys would be, and I forget how many words it had to be, it had to be so many words, uh, on the most obnoxious person you know. <laughs> oh, man, can I write that paper? I, I knew a guy right there that was about as obnoxious <laughs> as could be. But finding a way to express those things was very difficult. Till I remembered what she had said the day before. And so I wrote, I, I just wrote everything I could think. I set that aside. Then I picked up my pen and paper and wrote my paper. Came back to class the next day. Summer, you go five days a week, or did then. And the next day, she started calling out names for people who had to, who had to leave the room immediately and go to another, another English class that they would not get credit for. And she began to call the names. Now, my name is Smith, S-M-I-T-H, in case you can't spell it. I don't often have to tell people how to spell it, so I'll take advantage of opportunity. Well, she started with the A's or whatever the first alphabet was, and she got closer and closer and closer, and, you know, I was ready to move at a, at a second's notice, and as soon as she called my name on the one hand, but on the other hand, I didn't want to get my books together too ready, and I read it too quickly. Well, she passed right through the S's and went to the T's, and I was still there. 
And I knew then what it was because what she told me about brainstorming or told our class about brainstorming. So, we use that brainstorming philosophy to write sermons, to go through a prayer. Now, to write sermons, we write things down and, and then set them aside and then start working on our sermons. But in our prayer life, what I do, just to let you know, I pray about anything and everything. Thing I thought about things I hadn't thought about. I go through everything, especially when I'm, I'm cloudy or confused or uncertain. I just don't know how God's leading, although he's leading me to pray. And so I brainstorm. And then I get to the place, eventually, mind is clear, thoughts are sharp, as sharp as mine get. <laughs> and I pray. That has worked for me. That has worked for me. And that's all I can say. I've experienced the great presence of God, you know, times of great presence of God in prayer and so many other things, but I don't want to detail them because, well, it just kind of sounds self-serving to me. So I want you to think about your prayer life as I think about mine, and I want you to hear the words of Paul, and then let's talk about some things that should be in our prayer life. Automatically, brainstorming or not, these things should be in our prayer life, things that, that are clear, things that are sharp, things that are, are noticeable. We should, uh, when we think about, when we begin to pray, we should think about these things. The Apostle Paul uh, is making it very clear. I think, verse 4, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God. Now that, I thank my God's a reference to prayer. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ Jesus that you are rich in everything by him in utterance and knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, or seven says, uh, so that you you come short in no gift, eagerly awaiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse eight, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called in the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, as I think about what Paul says here, some things come to mind. There's a thing about prayer. It's not game time or play time. It's not brag about self time. It's not pad the stats time. It's time to pray, to, to find the right words and to find a clear thought or thoughts that you want to lift up. Well, I can't pray your prayers for you. I can't write your prayers out. But what I can do is help you brainstorm a little bit. And so let me do this. When we pray, there should always be something, or maybe several somethings, we are thanking God for. Whether it be salvation, love, kindness, grace, opportunities to witness, presence of peace, whatever. Just time we should be thanking God for our church, for our family. I mean, there are a multitude of things if you brainstorm that you'll go through. But every time you pray, whether it's thinking for the day, the moment, the hour, the the fellowship, the family, the relationships you have, whatever, there should be a time of thanking God in our prayer life. Look, he's worthy of it. He, he's, he does great things. And that does accomplish a couple of things, and we're not going to take a lot of time here because, well, we're, we're going to get close to the end. I see you've got a clock on the wall. And yes, I've told you many times, I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a sneezer cough button or an executive producer, but Anchor provides a clock that lets me know how long these podcasts are. And so I know what I'm getting close. So we should be thanking God for something. And I would say this, probably several somethings or someone. We should be praying for the salvation of others. 
There should be a particular person, if we can think of them, that we should pray for their salvation. For years, and I, like I, said, I don't want to reveal too much in my prayer life because, well, it's self-serving. But for years, I've had a number of folks that I have been praying for their salvation or, or at least an understanding that they would have an awakening that you would, you know, really have a feeling that they are saved. And so we have, you know, pray for salvation, pray and uh, we're being appreciative. There should be some intercession on the behalf of others. Praying for people who have special needs, who are who are hurting or who are drifting or, or who are searching, or who are starting a new adventure in life. Right now, listen, you, man, the, the opportunity is endless. I, I know a number of folks who are beginning college or beginning, you know, high school or beginning uh, middle school, those transitional points that, that mean so much and challenge you so much. Just begin interceding in other people's halves. That's not the same as praying for their salvation. It's praying their needs would be met. Pray for God's blessings to fall on others. Pray for God to bless people, bless churches. And then finally, when we think about prayer, you didn't think I'd get there, but I am. Then you should make your request, whatever your request is. Whatever thing is on your heart, soul, spirit, mind, whatever needs you have, you should just bring them to God and just say, hey, Lord, you know, I want to talk to you about this. I want to bring this before you. In uh, that will be your confession of sin. You're dealing with what has happened in your life and what is going on and taking place. You want to confess your sin. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, that's just kind of a little thought about prayer today. I wanted to talk to you about it for a few moments. Ask you, I ask you to pray for our ministry here at DK Ministries. Pray that God would continue to open doors, give us opportunities. Uh, Kathy and I was talking about this the other day. And, uh, we've had this ministry now about a year, and God has really blessed and given us some opportunities to, to meet people and do some other stuff I won't go into. Like I say, I don't like to be self-serving, but God has blessed us. We're aware of that. We're thankful for that. But it's a new day, and a new blessing would be nice. So pray for our ministry that God would open the door for us to do, you know, to do things that glorify Him and build the kingdom and help other people. We pray for you. We have a prayer list available for you if you're you want to be added to it or you want to add someone to it, email it to us at, at uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. Now, I saw a headline a while ago. It said that Gmail's having some trouble right now. So if it doesn't go through now, it'll go through later. Or you can do what a lot of people do. They just, you know, they just message the ministry, DK Ministries, their Facebook page, and let us know. If you're listening on Anchor or listening to a podcast, thank you for that. We really want to increase our listenership. And so... Uh, that depends on you or not doing anything other than asking people to tell people. Uh, help to get the word out that we do these. We've been doing them since March. And I hope that I hope those who listen find them beneficial. Uh, God's led us to this, and as long as he leads us to this, we plan on doing it and having this ministry. So I hope that you'll tell other people. Thank you for listening on Facebook when they're available there. We make most of them available on Facebook. I'm not sure about today's, uh, if we will or not, but we make most of them available in, in Facebook. In fact... Well, the last few days, we've started making them available uh, in a Facebook and thing, my story or whatever it is. That really seems to work well. Um, sometimes the other things on Facebook didn't seem to work as well, so we've been doing that. Not sure, like I said, we're going to do everyone that way. But we, we have done some and, and, and gotten good response there. We want to get the word out to as many as possible. Pray for those who have the virus. Whew, man, the list just keeps growing of people I know and have known that's got the virus. and. 
So far, everybody seems to be kind of, you know, recovering somewhat slowly, but recovering. We're thankful for that and continue to pray for them. We've got a couple of families that we love and care for that have experienced great loss this week, and we're praying for them, and we'll be with them uh, today and, and later this week, trying to bring some comfort. Pray that we're able to do that. Well, we're glad that you joined us, and, and listen, talk to you about your prayer life and some things, those common mistakes. I'm going to try very hard to learn to turn the microphone on. <laughs> and take the keys out of the pocket before I put them in the washer. But I'm not going to make any promises to myself that I'm going to do that. But I am going to do this. I'm going to lift up my prayers to God because I know he hears me. God bless you. We love you. Praying for you. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, spread the word. See you later.